What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast. This is episode number 67, and I'm be talking about one of my favorite subjects to personally go after and to share with you guys, and that is how to change. The title of this episode is Transform Thyself. Just want to throw a little New King James version at you guys, just to keep you on your toes, you know, keep things fun and lighthearted. But I'm so stoked to get into this episode with you guys. Um, Before I do, just want to share a couple quick things, housekeeping things with our Run Free athletes. If you are training with us, got a couple things coming your way that I'm super excited about. Been working on a little bit of a schedule for our summer camp, our free summer camp. Again, this is just for our Run Free athletes up here in Flagstaff, Arizona, and uh, working on a schedule. So we're going to have you guys arriving on July 19th departing on July 23rd but I know guys there's some athletes who can only make it for a day here and there and that's totally cool this is gonna be a really just roll in roll out camp come what you can come to and we're just gonna have a good time hanging out doing some epic runs we're gonna do one day I think down in Sedona and then we're gonna finish up the Grand Canyon and of course we'll have one day up here in Flagstaff but based out of Flagstaff so look for details we'll be sending out an email in the next week or two about that but make sure you guys are marking your calendar for our free uh, retreat that we're doing July 19th to the 23rd. And then we've got another thing coming at you guys March 11th. We're doing every every month, for you guys who don't know, if you're not a run-free athlete, we do uh, Q and, not Q&As, we do Zoom meetings. Uh, and usually we have our coaches present on subjects that they're passionate about and they're learning about. Something that's really important for us to run free is to stay relevant, stay cutting edge to keep that beginner's mind to always be learning and growing. And so I just love it when our coaches lead these Zoom Q&As. But this month on March 11th, uh, co-founder Jay and myself, we're gonna be leading this one and we're just gonna have a fun little Q&A. So be thinking through if you're one of our athletes, questions, and if you're not one of, your ath- of our athletes, I'd be curious what questions you guys have. I love to talk about on the podcast and as I'm prepping for the Zoom call, would just love to know what are the big questions out there um, amongst runners so um, you can hit me up DM me some questions and we'll be doing that March 11th again if you're one of our athletes this is exclusively for you guys and it's gonna be at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time all right guys let's get into today's episode guys sorry for the delay and bringing this episode to you I've been thinking about this one forever wanting to bring this episode to you guys but I don't know about you guys, just some good opportunities come your way and sometimes you load up your plate more than you can handle and got to deload some things. So I'm kind of in that process right now, kind of taking some things off my plate, moving some things around. But uh, this podcast is definitely, you know, a priority of mine and something that I just love doing and sharing with you guys. So we're going to keep it going and uh, I'm shifting things around so that I can be more consistent here going forward. But anyways, let's uh, let's get into today's episode. So why am I talking about transform thyself? I mean, I think, number one, I got a question from a listener who was very curious about um, just my journey transitioning from running into lifting and what that was like for me um, and emotionally how I was able to handle that or how I am handling that. It's an ongoing thing. And uh, I was just kind of curious about that transition. So that kind of spurred me to think about this. Um, But as I think about what I love most about sport, whether it's running or lifting or fitness, I love 
seeing growth. I love seeing change and it very much kind of suits my personality. Like, uh, you know, if you see me from one month to the next, all look different because I'm always, you know, either trying to get bigger and stronger or trying to lean out or like I'm very rarely just staying the same. Like I just love, it's just a passion that I have. I just love challenging my body. I love seeing growth. I love trying, taking on new challenges and doing new things. And I always got something in the wheelhouse that I'm working on, something I'm tweaking, something I'm playing with. And that's just me. I just love doing that stuff. So, um, you know, this has been a passion from the time I started running and, you know, reflecting back on my 13 year old self and what a big deal it felt like the first time I broke five minutes in the mile. And, you know, that's a, that was a hard task for me as a freshman in high school. But I remember when I broke four, five minutes for the first time, like I was like amazed by the how far I had come in just a little bit of time of training. And, um, you know, it's funny now to reflect back on that and think about all the growth that happened since then in this ongoing 20-year process of changing, changing my body, changing what is possible for my body. And then, you know, fast forwarding to the end of my career, then kind of restarting that journey all over again, getting into the lifting and the fitness space. And so that's what I'm gonna share with you guys, just some things that have been helpful for me as I've done, you know, a couple big uh, life transformations over the years. And uh, things that have just been, yeah, super helpful keys that have allowed me to um, see change and growth in my body. So, and I'm hoping that a lot of these things not only helpful from a physical perspective, but a lot of what I'm talking about today is going to be, you know, how to handle discouraging moments, how to handle what's going on inside of us, because really oftentimes that's the limiting factor to us changing is our minds and our emotions and letting those things take control of us at times and, and detour us from continuing down the path of transformation. So really excited about today's episode. Let's, so let's get into a little bit about framing in our minds. You guys know I love, I love talking about framing. Um, I think it's so, so important that our perspective, our lens through which we see the world is just, it, it's like a launching pad, right? It's like if you have the right perspective starting out on a journey, it makes that journey so much easier than, you know, if you come into something with totally wrong expectations and then the, you're just continually having those expectations not met time after time after time and you're just enduring disappointment after disappointment after disappointment when really if you started that journey with the right perspective, looking through the right lenses, knowing that, hey, this is going to be a really slow process. Patience is going to be one of the most important characteristics I need to have at the onset of this journey or else it's not going to work compared to if you're standing at the beginning of trying to change something and just being like, I'm going to see results really quick. It's going to be super fun. It's not going to be hard. Like I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to make it happen. I'm just going to will it to happen. And then you're just setting yourself up for disappointment, right? When that is not happening. So really important that we frame changing in our minds in the right light. So for me, I like to think about shifting Oftentimes, like things in our culture, like change, to me anyways, it was always seen as something that's really hard. It's like those two words just, just kind of go together, like changing hard, <laughs> like the two come together. And of course, like you shouldn't, like I just gave in my example, you shouldn't expect 
change to be easy, but I think it's healthy to look at nature and be like, everything in nature is changing. Like that is the nature of nature is that everything is growing, shifting, changing. Like even things that look so cemented in place, the mountains, like the mountains, even though they look so sturdy and so unchangeable, even the mountains are changing, right? And so I look at our bodies every seven years, every, well, seven to 10 years, the research shows every cell in our body has been replaced during that time. So you are literally not the same person. You have the same DNA, right? So that is not totally true, but every cell has changed within your body in seven to 10 years. Like how crazy is that? Like, so you are never not changing. So just taking a moment to realize that, that change is not something we need to force to happen, that we gotta just like, like muster up all this willpower and I'm just gonna make this happen. No, it's more actually, when you look at it in the right lens, it's something that we need to surrender to, something that we need to allow to happen. And then we're more the rudder. We're just trying to guide that change, right? Like we're gonna change. We have no choice in the matter. Everyone's changing all the time. You will be a different person seven years from now in terms of every cell being replaced. Now our job is to steer that rudder so that we're changing in the right way, right? And this just kind of, I don't know, for me anyways, it kind of takes the weight off change and it kind of makes it feel more lighthearted and not so much like something that's really going to just bog me down and I'm fighting against my body and I'm fighting against nature and my body doesn't want to do this, but I'm just going to force it to work. That's the thing that I found with running in particular is your body operates best when you let your fitness come out when you let it do what you're training it to do, right? It's like you're putting in all the right uh, parts of the recipe, right? Like all the right ingredients, the training, the nutrition, the sleep, the weight training, um, all those little things, you're putting it all in there, but then you're just letting your body just is just doing its job with all those things. You give it the right ingredients, and then it's the chef, it cooks it, right? And it comes out. And then so it's a process, of just letting it come out. So I think that's super helpful as we start a discussion on how to change, that we start with this mindset of, it's not gonna be necessarily easy. There's gonna be moments that require discipline, that might require me kicking myself in the pants a little bit, but this is something that's going to happen and I just wanna direct it as it's happening, right? All right, so let's get into how to actually change. The first thing I want to talk about is super important to have an exciting goal. Like if you're going to change, you got to have the motivation to change, right? That's, that's, there has to be something within you that is like, I really want to change. And it's super helpful if you have some kind of external goal that you're going after. So, you know, for me, when I was starting out on my running journey, I really felt like after that original 15 mile run around the lake, 
collapsing the couch and felt like God was telling me like give me a gift to run with the best guys in the world but he gave me that gift to help other people and that was the launching point for me that was the goal that I was going after and it wasn't as you can see it wasn't a super tangible goal um, he didn't, I didn't, you know, have an event picked out or a time that I was necessarily going after. Like, I think it was actually super helpful that it wasn't super defined because then it, it led, it gave me the opportunity to shift and pivot and go on my journey that wasn't so rigid. So I think that's super helpful when you're picking out a goal. It might be a great thing to be like, Hey, I'm around the Paris marathon and my goal time is three thirty or whatever, you know? But it also might be super helpful just to have a goal of being like, I'm going to run my first marathon within 2021. And then that way, like it could be spring, could be fall, depends how your body's doing. And you can pivot as you go. Having room to adjust your goals is really important along the way. But you do need an exciting goal to go after. So like for me, um, as I was getting into lifting, I stopped running, even though like I was one of the weakest people on the planet. Um you know, being a pro runner, 140 pounds, five foot 10, I was not very strong. I think I was right around my doing right around my uh, body weight for all the big lifts, the squat, the deadlift and the um, bench press. And so my big goal that I was going after is like, all right, I want to get to 200 pounds. That's, that's kind of like my, my physique goal, if you will. And then I want to try to get all my lifts over a thousand pounds. So not not each lift a thousand pounds, add it up to be over a thousand pounds. There's like a thing in powerlifting where it's like the thousand pound club or whatever. So if you can squat, bench and deadlift a combined total over a thousand, that's the thousand pound club. So that was kind of my original goal. And that was super helpful to have something um, kind of tangible that I was going after that um, I could track and be like, okay, like I'm super, super far away from this goal right now, but I'm going to start where I'm at and I'm just looking for little growth and consistency over a long period of time. So having that exciting goal, you got to have something that's going to drive you like that. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is, and actually I'm kind of going back to framing. I missed this part of it. Super, super important as we are tr at the beginning of trying to change that we realize, and I kind of hit on this already a little bit, it's going to take time. Time is so, so important. I feel like this one's getting kind of lost in uh, the social media space, you know, like, like I follow, you know, some people on Instagram, you see these like 10 week transformations where they added like 30 pounds of muscle in 10 weeks or whatever. And you're just like, oh, how is that possible? And I'm so far from that. And and it can be discouraging, right? Um, so I think it's really helpful to, along with your goals, maybe hold that time goal or the time loosely when you're, so maybe if your goal is to run your first marathon, be like, or to run a 15 minute 5k or something like that. And just be like, okay, I'm going to give myself plenty of time to hit that goal and it's okay like i want it to happen in 2021 but if it doesn't happen in 2021 then i'm gonna shoot for 2022 because usually transforming ourself takes a lot longer than we want it to and i remember when i started lifting like i thought i could get to 200 pounds in like three years or something like that and i just didn't know i was just kind of ignorant like how long and isn't 
you know, no one's ever done this with my body before. So all of us, no matter what your goals are, we're all experiments of one. No one's done this with your body before. So you don't know what you're capable of. You don't know how long it's going to take you to get there. So it can be super discouraging if you're looking at someone else's journey and trying to follow their timetable. Trying to be like, I'm going to improve in the same rate that they improved. And I made this mistake when I was in high school, um, when I got into running. You know, Jim Ryan was a big hero of mine amazing man did amazing things on the track but i wanted to improve at the same rate he improved so i wanted to hit all the times he hit at every year of high school you know so i wanted to run i think he ran sub four yeah as a junior in high school and so i wanted to do that and when i didn't do that i was all bummed out and then you know but everyone has their own trajectory and everyone develops in their own way and within their own time so i think as we are starting out on trying to change, really important that we hold time loosely in our hands and realize that usually for myself in, in my own like transformation from running to weightlifting, I saw pretty dramatic results within the first six months. But then after that, which is totally normal for lifting, which lifting is different from running, but I'd say in most sports, like you're going to improve the most when you first get into the sport because there's just so much room for growth. But then after that time period, a lot of the change is happening so slow that I don't even notice it, right? I can notice it if I look at pictures of like six months ago compared to now, but like from day to day, week to week, even month to month, I'm not necessarily, you know, standing on the scale every single day and adding a pound, right? It's like a slow, it can be a very slow process. So just have an open mind that you might see quick results, especially if you're starting out. But most likely, your goals are going to take a lot of time to develop, and that's okay. That's a part of the process. And this is not Instagram. This is the real world, and things do take time. And stuff we are seeing on Instagram, social media, guys, you got to realize like a lot of that stuff you know, is inflated or not necessarily true, or I can't tell you how many times that's been the case when you know you see someone on instagram and they say they're doing all this cool stuff and you meet them in person and you're like oh yeah you're not really you're not really doing all that stuff or maybe it's just not quite all 100 percent true you know so just take things that you see on social media with a grain of salt and just realize it's cool like use that as inspiration you know for you on your journey it's good to look at other people and be inspired by them i love doing that sometimes when i'm deadlifting here in my garage i'll put on instagram and watch guys pulling massive deadlifts and it makes me doing what I'm doing not feel like such a big deal. So you can certainly use that in the right way, but it can also be super discouraging. So all that to say, your goals are going to take time. So have an open hand uh, approach towards how much time it's going to take for you to achieve your goals. All right. So how to change starting off you got to have an exciting goal you're going after number two is learning from the best so when i first got into lifting uh, and getting into running and getting into lifting were a little bit different for me when i got into running i was super blessed to have my dad coaching me and so it's kind of like i fell under a great coach so to me there's kind of two ways you can go after transforming yourself and it's either if you're going to go kind of solo style like i did uh, in the lifting space I had to do a ton of research on the front end where I was reading books. I got Arnold's like 
bodybuilding Bible book or whatever. It's this huge book and read the whole thing. And I read a book, a whole book on like how to squat. And I was just doing, watching tons of YouTube videos and just doing as much research on the front end as possible. And that was super helpful for me. The more research you do on the front end, the less you're going to mess things up as you're on your journey. So really important that if you are just starting out on how to change and transforming yourself, like I really encourage you like research the heck out of whatever you're going after on the front end. And I love to like learn from the best guys in the world. So if I want to pull a big deadlift, I'm like watching a lot of Eddie Hall's stuff. Who's the world record holder in the deadlift, or at least he was, I don't know if Thor officially broke it or not. I think there's some controversy around it, but anyways, he's the first guy to pull 500 kilograms. That's like, 1,100 and some odd pounds, insane. And uh, you know, I was watching his YouTube videos, following a lot of the principles he's following his training. Like I love learning from the best guys in the world because those guys, they they feel a difference from every little half percent, right? It's like, talk about needing to be dialed. Like you can take training that's say like pretty good training, it's gonna get you pretty far. But for those guys who are trying to be the best guys in the world, their training has to be like on point, like perfect. Like every single pound makes a difference, right? So if they make some little tweak and refinement to their training and they're able to deadlift 20 more pounds, they're like stoked on it. You know, they're just like, wow, I just found this amazing key. And whereas like, you know, someone like myself who's not the best deadlifter in the world or even close to that, like I might not even notice a difference from this little tweak, whereas high-end athletes can notice a difference from every little tweak. And that's how it was kind of for us in the running space. So that's why I like to learn from the best guys in the world. I think um, it's a super good idea to do your research on those guys because they're super sensitive to what works and what doesn't work. All right, next key, so doing your research. And then after you do your research and you're actually on the journey further down the line. So like for me with my lifting, I did my research, ton of it, and I'm still like continuing to learn from people and read and watch YouTube videos. But I would say not nearly as much as when that initial stage, you know? And now a lot of it is like experimenting on myself. Because like I said, we're all experiments of one. And oftentimes, you know, we wanna pull principles that we've learned from the best guys in the world, but then we got to uniquely apply it to us. And so now a lot of my training is spent like me tweaking things, trying new things and individualizing things and getting stuff that specifically works for me um, and, and getting creative with stuff too, like some, trying some stuff that I've never seen anyone try before and seeing if it works. And I've tried some of those things and didn't work. And I've tried some of those things and had dramatic results with that. So um, I think that's kind of the journey is do a ton of homework at the onset. And then as you're on your journey, tweak, refine, like find what works for you, find what doesn't work for you. All right, so next, next kind of key on how to change. And this is, I mean, a lot of these things, it's like, to me, like I couldn't change without almost all these things I'm sharing with you guys right now. But consistency, that's gotta be king of change. Consistency over a long period of time. And again, going back to us talking about on time, guys, 
consistency doesn't mean you're going to see results real quick, right? But again, if we're looking back at the analogy of worship, we're on the move. We are changing whether we like it or not. And we are just the rudder trying to steer that change in the right direction. Consistency, it's like that's that's your movement forward, right? It's like if the, the less consistent you are, your ship's just like spinning in circles. You're going nowhere quick. So for me, like getting into lifting consistency i mean i i knew that from running like i was running six to seven days a week for 20 years and i there's such a tangible result between consistency and not consistency so like even like sarah like she's been consistent for even longer and the results just are slowly it hasn't been a quick thing it's like every marathon buildup she gets a little bit stronger a little bit stronger so it's that kind of consistency over a long period of time that you're yield results and again like you do see some people who all of a sudden hit some mega breakthrough but we have to have this mindset of like i'm be consistent whether i'm plat feel like i'm plateaued or even degressing I'm going to be consistent no matter what I'm feeling. Consistency is what's going to lead me, not my feelings. So um, having, you know, every night before I go to bed, pull out my phone, see what's on the calendar for the next day. I figure out, okay, this is when I'm going to lift. And if I need to get up at 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. to lift um, because I got a flight or travel or something, like that's, that's what's going to happen. And you'll find... Consistency is like a muscle you train. It might be difficult at first to develop consistency, but as you do, all of a sudden it's kind of just, you don't have to think about it. It's just like pull out the phone, check your calendar, this is what I'm lifting, and then when that time comes, you go without even thinking about it. It doesn't take a big kick in the pants. But early on, you know, as you're developing that consistency muscle, it might take you some time to be consistent. So I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself a little bit here, but one of the steps I have further down is just having grace for yourself, you know, with your consistency. And I just, you know, hammered home how important that is and how like I, with the lifting over the last five years, I would guess I've missed, I don't know, maybe 10 days, maybe. Yeah. So like, I'd like, you know, there's some days they're just like, there's nothing you can do. Um, you're traveling internationally or whatever, but for the most part, it's like, like I said, if I need to get up at two in the morning, I'll get up at two in the morning. Like I'm going to get it in no matter what. And sometimes I even know like it'd be better if I just like got some sleep. But to me, like, again, like consistency is like a muscle you work out. And I know that even if physically it might not be the best decision, like it has developed mentality inside of me where I'm just like, I don't miss and that I don't miss mentality is what's going to take you really, really far. So even if you know you need to trade some results sometimes to develop that I don't miss mentality and muscle of consistency, I think it's, I, in my opinion, it's worth worth the cost. All right. So what was I talking about, anyways? <laughs> Got off topic a little bit. So hit on consistency. I'm gonna keep going. Uh, make sure your sleep and nutrition are on point. Is kind of my next point. Um, you know, especially with lifting, I have a lot of, a lot of guys who reach out to me and DM me and they're like runners who want to put on muscle and they're in the weight room, they're training every day, but they're not putting on muscle. And my first question to them is always like, how many calories are you eating? And this is true, not just for lifting, but for runners as well, guys. Like I love our athletes that run free training. We have them do their three day food log 
And time after time after time, I'm finding that a lot of our athletes are under fueling. And it's super common in the elite running space, but it's super common in at every level. You know, we train every level of athlete at Run Free, and I'm consistently finding people are under fueling. And that's just hard to get results with, you know, it's like, like why we started run free training to begin with is because you can be doing the perfect training, but if your fueling is not on point, you're not eating enough food. It's not going to matter that you're doing the perfect training. It's not going to work very well, or at least you're going to be getting suboptimal results. So without proper sleep, without proper nutrition, you can have the consistency going for you training really well, following the perfect training plan, but it's just, you're going to get suboptimal results. So um, you know, that was something that was surprising for me as I transitioned from running to weightlifting. I thought, oh, this is going to be so great. I can, like, stay up late and I don't know what I was expecting to do, like, go hang out with friends late at night or something. I've never done that in my, in my entire life because I was a runner for so long. That just is ingrained in me, like, 9 p.m., go to bed. Um but yeah, so that wasn't something that shifted for me, you know, like I still went to bed early, got up early, um, in nutrition, I was still eating every three hours the same way I did when I was running and guys nutrition, you know, I've done lots of podcasts on it, so I'm not going to get into that fully, but so, so important that we're giving our bodies good nutrition. And I'm really a big fan of like the small meals every three hours kind of nutrition. And I know like everyone's, you know, we all are individuals. We have different things that work for us. So if you're in intermittent fasting or, and that works for you, like hats off, like keep going with it. Like whatever's working for you, stay with that. I'm not trying to convince you to get off your plan, but just for me personally, and as I look at athletes, unique nutritional needs, it just makes a ton of sense to me that we're taking in protein every three hours, carb, a little healthy fat every three hours, and just fueling our body really well so that it has energy to train, so we're keeping our blood sugar stable throughout the day, and then so it can recover with that protein intake every three hours. So, so important. Um, so that was something you obviously what my nutritional goals changed. I started eating a lot more food. Um the amount of calories I was eating went up through the roof compared to when I was running. Cause obviously I was trying to put on muscle and size, but, um, nutrition, sleep, so, so important. So making sure you have those dialed in. Cause if, if you think you can just, you know, there's a saying that you can't, uh, out train a bad diet. And that's really true. It's, if you're, if your nutrition isn't on point, you got it, you got to address that. Otherwise you're just not going to get the results you could be getting. All right, uh, next step uh, for how to change, tracking your progress and then reflecting on that progress when you're feeling discouraged. Guys, this has been so helpful for me because I'm a lone ranger. You know, I'm in my garage right now, just right, right where my gym is. And I uh, had so many discouraging moments over the last five years where I'm just like, I don't feel like I'm improving. I don't feel like I'm getting better. Why am I doing this? I'm all by myself. You guys know how those thoughts can go, right? And when I tell you what, like every single time I'm feeling that way, I pull out my training logs. I look back year. It might be I look back a year, or two years, or three years and be like, look how much growth, look how far you've come. And after looking back in my logs and seeing how far I've come, seeing the improvement, I'm feeling much better about life and I'm able to keep going through my workouts and attack those workouts with excitement because I'm seeing growth, right? 
you know, it's funny. Oftentimes, we we are actually growing. We just don't realize it. It's like watching your kids grow up, watching your hair grow. Like you don't you don't see those changes when you look in the mirror. You wake up in the morning, and be like, hey, my hair's like one millimeter longer than yesterday, right? But it is happening. And so tracking these changes over a long period of time allows us to look back and see the growth and then be encouraged by that and continuing on in our journey. And I, guys, I realize, you know, some of us that are listening to this podcast, like myself, you know, I'm not going to be hitting a PR in the marathon ever again, right? Like I'm 38 years old, but I'm like a completely different person now than I ever was. But if I were to get back into running, I really like, uh, you know, one of my buddies, Meb, you guys know Meb, um, he does a really great thing as he was getting older in the sport where he basically like eliminates all of his personal bests when it turns to a new year. And now he's just, he sets all new personal bests each year. That way he's not comparing himself. Cause as we get older, obviously we're going to slow down or like for myself, eventually I'm going to stop getting better at weightlifting, right? Like there just becomes a point your testosterone's going down, your body's changing, you're losing muscle. Like you I'm going to get weaker at some point, like for sure. And so when that happens, it's going to be really important that I'm not comparing myself to where I'm at now, which is like the strongest I've ever been, but looking back at like, okay, well, where was I at the beginning of the year? Or even I think something that's also super helpful for us who aren't going to be hitting lifetime PRs anymore is to come up with new goals, new challenges, you know? So like I, even though, you know, I am continuing to hit lifetime PRs in the weight room, I'm still like coming up with other challenges that are outside that box that are exciting for me to go after that are, you know, it, it's again, going back to having a goal that you're training for. It's giving me motivation to push myself and my training and get back out there. So, you know, if, if you're not hitting lifetime PRs anymore, if that's not a realistic goal for you, I encourage you either just set new PRs for the year and try and improve those PRs. And if that's not possible, come up with new goals, new exciting things to go after. And they can be really random. Like, you know, maybe you're a marathoner and you know you were always getting faster and faster and faster and that's not happening anymore maybe like your new goal needs to be i'm gonna come out here to the grand canyon and do rim to rim to rim or you know something like that just anything that will get you really excited and doesn't necessarily have to be getting faster than you've ever been before but tracking progress so so important so that we can see the change happening all right next step uh observing accepting and enjoying every step of the journey guys this is so important um because it's so easy to wish away the journey so for myself this was one of the most challenging things for me transitioning from running into weightlifting and trying to put on size was being okay with getting soft so like as a pro marathoner like you're always relatively lean you know i'd get i'd put on some pounds in the off season and not i'd be, definitely be soft coming back into training but for most of the year you're like you're you're pretty lean right and when you're racing your marathons you're really lean so transitioning into lifting and like eating way more food than i've ever ate before and then being okay with getting softer than I'd ever been before that was probably like the biggest like emotional 
hard part for me was just seeing seeing my body change in good ways, but then also seeing my body change in bad ways that I'd never seen before. Um, just give you guys an example, like when you, so basically I follow this protocol of like I'm bulking, I'm cutting, and then I might do a little maintenance for like a month or two weeks, but I really don't spend a lot of time in maintenance mode. Usually I'm either building or I'm cutting. And so that's kind of the flow. But when, you, when I'm bulking, when I'm trying to put on muscle, I'm eating 5,000 calories a day. And, you know, like you're also holding a whole bunch of water from all the carbs that you're eating, all the food. And this. Uh, I don't like pour on salt, but, you know, you are holding water from that as well. So, you know, my face will get like way softer and bigger. And I remember when I was first, you know, doing my first bulk and looking in the mirror in the morning, I was like, I don't even recognize myself right now. And, you know, I could very easily have seen that and just being like, I'm done. Like, I don't like how this is going. I don't like how I look right now. I don't like getting soft. And I don't like those things. Like, I never, whenever I'm going back into a bulk, I'm like, all right, like, this is going to happen. I don't have to like it, but this is, I'm going to accept this as part of the journey. This is part of me going after my goals and this is part of the cost. And here's the thing is there's usually like pros and cons to every season, right? And so, and it's true for runners as well, but like when I'm doing my bulking, the pro is I'm strong, getting so strong because I'm eating so much, putting on size and just stronger than I've ever been before when I'm bulking. Compared to when I'm cutting, my strength is usually going down. Um, and then, you know, with cutting, you're a little bit hungry, so that's a con. But pro is like you're looking a lot better. You're leaning out. You're walking around feeling a little better. I'm not snoring at night, which Sarah likes. So, you know, there's good things and bad things to each one of those seasons. And for me, the key to success is to focus on the good within each season. So when I'm bulking, I'm like, I don't care what my body looks like. Like I'm just trying to get as strong as an ox and put on as much size as I can right now. And then when I'm cutting, I'm like, okay, like strength goals are out the window. My strength's gonna be whatever it's gonna be. I realize it might even go down and I'm gonna accept that as part of the, the journey and then I'm gonna enjoy the good parts of cutting. I'm gonna enjoy like leaning out and being able to go on runs if I want and have that not feel like I'm shaking the earth when my foot hits the ground. So really like important that along our journeys, we observe what's happening to us, we observe what's going on inside of us, we accept it and then we enjoy the good part and we accept the, the bad parts of the journey, whatever stage we're in. All right, next step, and I just got a couple more of these guys. Um, is train if uh, train with others if possible, but also realize you can make it happen on your own if necessary. So when I was getting into the sport of running and transforming myself that way into a, a marathon runner, wouldn't have happened if I was a lone ranger, right? Like the things that I learned from my coaches and athletes in each, each level, you know, starting out at the high school level with my dad is my coach and the other coaches or Ray guys we interacted with, um, at the high school level was critically important for my growth, um, in my transition into becoming a world-class runner, um, in every step of the way, the things I learned in those groups was essential. But, you know, if your goal is not, so like if your goal is to be world-class at something, 
you really got to be in a group in my opinion or have had the experience of being in a group or at least have an in-person coach or someone with you so like for example with sarah you know she's running at the highest level she's ever run at before but she's and she's not technically in a group but you know she's she has me on the bike at all of her workouts you know, she's doing easy runs with rachel snyder and other locals here in flagstaff so even though she's not technically in a group she's still like surrounded by people who are encouraging and supporting her on her journey. So I think really important that if if your goal is to like get to a, a super high level to get to achieve your maximum potential, I think it's very difficult to do that not in the context of having training partners, having an in-person coach that helps you on that journey. But you know, the next year down from that, you know, not all of us can have that be our full-time job to be professional athletes. Like that's kind of like what I'm talking about when talking to professional athletes specifically and as we go down kind of the next tier from that i think it is super possible to run at a very high level and get very close to your potential um, going at it on your own i think it is helpful to have tailor-made training like we do at run free training and have a coach as your guide have people who are supporting you on your journey um, and you can run at a super super high level that way or like for myself in the weight room you know i can get to a high level of strength for me you know i'm not going to become obviously a world-class power lifter or anything but i can see growth and and get really good results i'm not going again not going to get world-class results and it's interesting to me even seeing the difference between the level I train at when I'm at home in the gym by myself compared to the level I train at when I'm in a, just a public gym. And it's kind of like being in a race versus training on your own in practice. It's crazy how much better your results are when you're actually in a race with other people. Just having other people around makes us better. Isn't that crazy that like we're kind of made that way as humans where you know, it doesn't even matter if you're talking to them or interacting with them at all, just having other people around makes you perform at a higher level. Um, but like I said, you can get it done on your own, but you do need a support system in place for you to change. Like trying to change, going at it on your own is very, very difficult. And when you look, you know, it, people who are monks, for example. It's like they have to do that within community and they might you know, have their season where they go out into the woods or whatever by themselves. But for the most part, like that change is happening within community. So really encourage you if you're trying to change. And again, even like looking at, you know, people are trying to change like alcohol, AAA, right? Alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> I don't know why that was hard for me to say. Um, they are so much more successful when they're going at it with other people, right? So there's something about going after these things together that is super powerful. So I really encourage you, like, even if you're on a different training plan than people around you, just having people you link up with for runs, um, just having other people who are going to support you, family members, friends, is going to be so, so helpful as you go on your journey of transformation. All right, next one, super, super important. And I've hit on this, I think, once when I was talking about goals before, but just celebrating every little success. So if you're going to change, you need to develop momentum, right? You need to get excited. I've talked about this before where, you know, if you're racing, the most powerful thing that can happen to you when you're racing is that you get excited about how you're doing. 
Isn't that crazy? I'm sure you guys can relate to this. Like think about times when you've raced and then you start to get excited when you're out there and then it's just like a snowball momentum, right? And you just start running out of your mind. It's like the coolest sensation, right? And you need to develop the same kind of excitement in going after your goals and going after change. So you gotta celebrate every single little change because when we celebrate things, we get excited about things. And when we get excited about things, that's when amazing things happen, right? So really, really important that even if you just had a tiniest success, like I think I talked about this when we were talking about New Year's resolutions, like like you kept, like that day, you floss your teeth and that was your New Year's resolution, right? Like celebrating that and just being like, yeah, like I nailed that today. Like even just that little acknowledgement of like, hey, I did something well. It's going to reinforce this habit that you're trying to develop, this change that you're trying to make. So, you know, even if like, you know, you had, say, a, a easy run that you didn't feel like going on, you're like, oh, I really want to just check out and just relax and not go out the door for this easy afternoon run that I have. And then, but you know, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to make myself like start and just see how I feel. And then you get out there, you start you're actually like, Hey, this actually feels good. It's pretty fun. And you actually, and then you finish the easy run instead of just like walking away afterwards and not thinking about it, just take like a second and just be like, I am so proud of myself. Like I didn't feel like doing that. And I made myself get out there and then I did it. Like, that's awesome. Like, like good, like it's almost like patting yourself on the back, just being like, good job. Like sometimes we don't have people around us to encourage us with every single little thing we do, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't celebrate every little thing we do well. It's just a lot of it's gonna have to come from within ourselves. All right, guys, three more keys for you guys. So uh, the next one is realizing that to, to achieve your goal, you're going to have to let go of some things that you potentially love. This is a big one for me in transitioning from running into weightlifting is, to be honest, I didn't have a big desire to keep running. The way things ended with my running, I just, you know, super fatigued, really run down. My body was a mess because I didn't have my nutrition on point. Um... And so I didn't have a big desire to run, but now, you know, being further removed from it, there are times I'm like, you know, it looks pretty good to go for a run right now, you know, but I am so goal oriented and so into the lifting space that I really want to, I want to see what I can do, you know, see how good at this thing I can get. And I don't care how it compares to anyone else. I just want to see, see where I get. Right. Um, and so I know like, all right, well, if I go run 30 minutes right now, you know, I'm going to burn whatever, 200 calories or expend some energy, maybe have not as good of a lift. And so there's times when it's kind of like, okay, like you can't have everything, right? Especially, especially if you want to really see how good at something you can get. Like, like my dad told me when I was a kid and I was trying to decide if I was going to go out for the baseball team and run track at the same time. He's like, look, like you can choose a bunch of things and be okay or be even like moderately good at a bunch of things. But if you really want to be great at something, you have to choose one thing, and go after it. And that requires you to say no to a lot of things. Right? So just be aware of that. Like, there might be some things you really like to do. Say like if you're trying to run at a high level, see how good at something you can get. Like going for a two hour afternoon hike in the mountains is like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's like such a cool thing to do. It could be beneficial for you, but 
you got to realize, okay, count the cost of this. If I go for this two hour crazy hike, like my legs are probably gonna be a little bit fatigued tomorrow. And so while I'd like to go for this hike, I know that I can't have everything and that to change, it's going to require me to say no to a lot of good things. All right. Uh, the next one, I've kind of talked about this one a lot, but I'll just mention it here real quick. Just taking care of yourself, managing stress levels. Um, if you're trying to change and you are not in a good spot and you are super stressed out, changing is going to be very, very difficult. So, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, yeah, I really have something in my life that I really want to change, but I'm just like so stressed with work and kids. And I would just encourage you like first figure out how to manage your stress levels, um, whether that's just like whether it's seeing a counselor or whether it's doing meditation or prayer or um, just de-stress walks that you do during your lunch break, like figure out how to manage your stress, get yourself in a good place first before going after this goal. Cause it's very difficult to make big changes in our life when our life is kind of a mess, right? So kind of first things first is you gotta take care of yourself and figuring out how do I have healthy boundaries in my life so that I am in a good spot myself so that I can give to other people and so that I can you know, love other people well and also so I can go after things in my life that are important for me to go after. All right, last one, guys, is just to stay away from an all or nothing mentality. You know, and talking about consistency and how important that is, I kind of mentioned this, but it's so, so important that we just have grace for ourselves in changing. Again, big things, realizing change is going to take time and probably more time than we'd like it to take, but that's okay because we're going to celebrate every single little success along the way and we're going to enjoy the journey super, super important in realizing that part of that journey is going to be, there's going to be failures along the way. There's going to be plateaus along the way. There's going to be times where you're like, man, I'm not changing. And that's when you're going to pull out your journal and look back and be like, okay, well, these are the ways that I actually have changed. I'm going to celebrate these changes that I have seen already. Celebrating our victories, guys, is so, so important in the transformation process. So, that's a little bit guys on things that have been super helpful for me in transforming myself, whether it's getting into running or getting into lifting. And these are things that, you know, I'm continually, continually reminding myself and going after myself to these day, to this day, just trying to cultivate a lot of these things um, that have been, again, super helpful for me in transforming myself. And I hope that they are transformational for you as well. All right, guys, till next time, happy training.